Hi, this is Kusa's Corner, and today I'm super excited for this episode. I've been thinking about doing this one for a while, and I finally got around to doing it. Today, I'm joined by Chris and Sam, super cool guys doing some super cool things. And I'll let you guys introduce yourselves. Yeah, so I'm Chris Period, a rapper from Boston, uh, up here in Montreal, making moves, making waves, and doing my thing. And I'm joined by my boy Sam. Yeah, I'm Sam Adam Johnson. I'm from Ottawa. I actually knew Marcus back in high school. And uh, I'm Chris's uh, videographer, you know, I take all his pictures, I do all his video stuff and his promotion stuff, and yeah, it's pretty much it. And the account you use is, it's called Six Days, well, the company, I guess. Yeah, so um, I started that back in residence last year in Grey Nuns. Um, Chris and I were hanging out a lot last year, and, you know, he really had this passion for music, and I... I really fucked with this vision, you know, and I, I've always wanted to do something like that. You know? Fuck with the vision, fam. <laughs> go on there, go on. But yeah, I wanted, you know, I really wanted to get, like, be a part of that, you know, and I've always had a passion for, like, film and, like, I, you know, end goal would be directing, but, um, you know, we had the idea of having, like, a music video together. But so. also, Sam was just nice with it, is a thing. Like, the instant I met Sam, like, like we, uh, we started talking about, like, like, music and shit, and, like, once I talked to him about music, I was kind of like, ah, oh, clearly this kid like knows what the fuck he's talking about. Because like his favorite songs were like good songs. Like he got me hip to shit that I had no idea about, and like that sounds super like narcissistic, egotistical, whatever. But like as a musician, like I usually find myself to be like more hip to stuff that other people end up finding out and stuff, just because I care a ton about music. I spend a lot of time on that, and so the fact that this dude was showing me stuff I'd never heard before, and then like talking about. Like, like people that I was super into that were pretty small. Cole Bennett at the time was pretty small. We both knew him. We both followed him and fucked with him heavy. Like, there were a lot of things that I instantly just, like, could tell, like, this kid knows what the fuck he's talking about. And, like, I, I, like, I, I was looking for kids to, like, put trust in and put time in with. And, like, when I met him in college, it was almost like, thank God I met this kid through res. Like, imagine if I had to go and look for someone like this. Like, this is just blessed. Yeah, and it was, like, completely, like, random. We met first day. Literally, like, I moved in. He had yeah. already been there for a day. I was there for a day. So it was my yeah. second day. His no second day, but, like, my first day, like, we met through, like, a couple of, like, like mutual friends. And then, like, we just started, like, hanging out with each other every day. Yeah, it was organic, time. too. Like, we literally, organic. we were boys first, right? Yeah. That's the backstory. We all met in Grey Nuns. Yeah, and that's facts. the backstory of how they yeah. uh, started working together. And it is cool when you see, see someone and get to know someone that wants to work with you and kind of has a vision as well. Like Absolutely. as a creative person, that's someone that creates content. Mm -hmm. It's cool to work with other people that like doing the same thing. Heard that. Heard that. So first question what are some of your past projects that you guys have worked on? Um, so the first project that we did was Grey Nuns. And um, that was, you know, my first music video I've ever filmed and uh, directed. So our inspiration for that was uh, Chris was involved in a rap battle. If you want to go more in depth on that. Yeah. So like there, there, there was like a little bit of inspiration from just like the overall vibe of the res. But a lot of that song came from, um, there, were, there was this, like, rap battle that, like, me and my brother did. My brother goes to McGill, obviously, and me going to Concordia. It's, like, two rivaling schools, if you'd put it that way. And, uh, we had, like, a rap battle. We got, we got hit up to do a rap battle between McGill and Concordia. There were a bunch of other rappers that are part, part, or I guess enrolled in the school. Uh, but we did that, and, like, it was fun as fuck, but also, like, 
and no offense to any of the artists, obviously, like, everybody there is, like, doing their thing, but, like, me and my brother kind of realized at that battle that, like, we, we, like, we've always known we are talented, and, like, this, uh, like, I don't want to come across as cocky at all, but, like, it literally just felt like we were, like, supposed to be doing it, and, like, a lot of the other people had the passion and shit, but they weren't, like, about it, or not that they weren't about it, like, they were about it, but they just, it, like, it, it, life does work where it is for some people and it ain't for others and, like, it just it ain't for them. And so when I saw that and when I heard that and when I was there, like, we did the, I did the first verse and the chorus of that live there and, like, it popped off and the crowd got lit as shit. And for everybody else, they were just standing there, like, listening and chilling. So it kind of, it, it gave us, it gave me that motivation that I needed at the point, like, because I wasn't sure whether or not this was the path and if I was actually anything different, anything special enough to do it and be it. And, like, this, that concert, like, showed it to me. And the whole year in grade 9 showed it to me because, like, I'd meet people, they hear my music, and they say, like, oh, like, you're actually good. Like, there were blank and blank kids from, like, my town because there was a whole bunch of, like, mad, like, it was a mad diverse crowd. And people would always say there's blank and blank from my town or my high school doing whatever music. And, like, you're actually good. And I heard that from, like, 400 people in, like, a year. And so that instantly gave me the vibe of just, like, it's meant to be, and, like, everyone around me is, like, just about it, and they're all supportive, and they're all fucking homies, and, like, that was Grand Nuns, like, that residence of Grand Nuns, because to anybody who doesn't know, like, Grand Nuns is a residence, Concordia, like, everyone was about it, and everyone was supporting it, and, like, that was a vibe that we put in that song, so it's just all love, it's just all love and support in that song, that's what it is, it's just, like, support for yourself, and support from others, support for others. I think that's a good point, especially, I've recognized that as well, for me, it's tough to believe in yourself when it's just yourself telling you that you can do it. And I went back for Thanksgiving and I'm way earlier on in the process than you guys. You guys have done a lot more projects and have been doing it for way longer. But even for me, I had friends from high school coming up to me at a party at Thanksgiving saying, you know what, you're doing some cool stuff, keep it up. And you do need that person or other people to give you that affirmation because you're always gonna believe in yourself. But it's nice to have other people believing in you. It's very well. reassuring, you know. For like, sure. When I remember meeting Chris and like, you know, like we we've shared our story of a where we get our inspiration of our creativity and you know both our families, you know, being creative people. But he always mentioned this idea of a plan B, and like I always told him like, bro, like you're meant for this. Like keep doing your music. You're really talented. And, and, and it, it took a while to convince him, but like then once he was doing that rap show and then we did Grey Nuns and in the first day we got a thousand views. You know, like, that was wild for us. All natural views, too. Like, we didn't pay for promotion at that point. Nah, yeah. And it was... And we like, don't know anybody. We so. didn't know anybody. Like, like, it's not like other people... Like, all all these, like, kids that blow up out of nowhere, but, like, their first music videos on World Star Hip Hop, like, they didn't blow up out of nowhere, bro. Their dad knows someone. Their brother knows someone. They connected with someone. They might have gotten found by someone. Don't get me wrong. Like, all credit to them, but, like... Just based off, like, you just put a music video out and you post about that shit on your social media and you ask your people that know you as friends, just as regular people, Support you. to just watch it. And a thousand people do in a day. A thousand people is a lot of people. A thousand people in a room is mad yeah. people. So, like, that felt really, that was confirmation. Every single person in that res was walking up to me the night. I'd walk through the halls and people I wouldn't recognize would be like, yo, great aunts. I'm like, that was my first experience of like, I don't know, if you could call it fame, I wouldn't. But like, people I don't know and don't recognize knowing your stuff and knowing your shit and like fucking with it and supporting it. And like, 
I love those people because I don't know them and they don't know me, but they're down to support it. And like, that's better. Honestly, I feel like that's better than the people that do know me and want to support yeah, me. Cause they, they want to support me. The, <laughs> they want to support me out of like the, the, the relationship side of it. The fact that my friend or the fact that my whatever, but like these people that don't know me, they just hear this shit and they're like, dope music. I fuck with it. Mm-hmm. That, that tells me something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after that, we filmed a music video. Um, Chris had another song called pay that he released, which was his first single. And then we threw a party to release that. But then at the party, we were like, hey, guys, we have this other track that we want to film for. So we were also like, it was a party. Like, we were hammered. I was like a full bottle of wine deep. I don't remember it. For the Grey Nuns music video? Yeah, for the Grey Nuns music video. I don't remember it. Yeah, like that that night was wild. And uh, we threw it in like one of our buddy Maz's room because we all lived in like the 4E hallway where we had like all the... I remember it. Shout out. I was there. It was a pretty wild party. It was a good one. Yeah. And those 4E parties got wild. Like you guys... It's really interesting at the end of one of your music videos of Grey Nuns. Yeah. It kind of gives a short story at the end of the video of Sam and Chris's time in Grey Nuns. And it basically says, like, through after all this time, they've gotten thousands of dollars of fines. They've we've caused, caused thousands of damages. We've uh, spent thousands, thousands of clubs. clubs. And we have nothing, nothing to, show to show for it, it but the music video. <laughs> but this video. And yeah. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I thought that was a good... Uh, touched the video you can find the video on YouTube if you just search up six days. Yeah, uh, that's s-i-c-k-s-d-a-y-s Yeah um, Yeah, so, and then after that um, basically we we've done two music videos um, Our second one was pretend that was a summer project. Um, I helped like Chris write some we recorded songs. that shit in like three days, bro We recorded that shit in like a weekend. Yeah, but I we helped on the I helped on the process of the song ahead of time And so we were very passionate about this project from the beginning. Yeah, Sam Sam came Sam showed me these bars, right? And I'm hella anti ghostwriting. I'm super against ghostwriting Like I hate it. the fact that like Drake doesn't write his own bars makes me so angry like like oh, I can't even go into it because I'll just make a whole podcast about that, but he came to me with these bars and they fit the track and they were nice, but he just didn't have the rhythm for them. So like, but the bars were there. So I kind of, I made like a melody and like a rhythm for the lines and like placed them to a new rhythm and a new melody, but like they worked, they fit super well. And it was so all like the vibe that we were going. Yeah, it was the same vibe. The lyrics were right there. They fit. So like, it, it was all like low key, like meant to be like, it, it, that was one of those projects that was like, it like. So, alright, so, so the chorus of that track, the first time I heard the beat, like the first time, I didn't know what was coming at the drop, but I just knew it's one of my brother's beats, and he, this is how he makes him, it's gonna be the fucking drop of the four. So, like, at the four, I went in with a line, like, why you pretend, why you pretend, and that just became the track. That's just how it happened. Like, literally, it was full organic, full, like, like obviously, the verse was written, and shit, and, like, like it, it was, me- like, meditated on, but, like, the actual like hook of that song was just off the top, which is rare. Like for me personally, like I know Jay Z does that for all tracks, but like for Wayne. me that was crazy. Yeah, Lil Wayne too. No, Lil Wayne writes. Lil Wayne writes, but Lil Wayne puts mad hours in, so that's a whole different discussion. Yeah. But, but then after that, we uh, Chris and I planned to meet up over the summer since he's from the states and I'm from Canada. You know, like we had to we really plan it out. Yeah, I'm a Boston boy. Yeah, so I I I um, texted him and I was like, Yo, I'm gonna come down for like a week. We plan to go to Burlington, Vermont, to see one of our friends. Stop in Boston on the way. And then go back to Burlington and then back to Ottawa. So while we were in uh, Boston, uh, we like uh, 
we filmed this entire music video, and then I sent it to another one of my buddies, Jack Collins, who edited the second video, and that's, like, one of our really Yeah, important Jack videos. nailed that, too. Yeah, and one thing that we really stress is, like, you know, like, we really love collaborating with people because, you know, it's just, at the end of the day, it's extra exposure, you know? It's just, like, yeah. it's, you yeah. know, it's, it's just you're, you're putting yourself you're, out there. Like, you're getting a new network. You're getting people. a new network. That's like, yeah. the, that's, like, the underlying aspect of it. But on top of that, which I know Sam was going to say, like, it literally is, like, you get to have this input from another person. Like, that mm-hmm. shit's dope. Like, yeah. hearing, hearing the, like, the brain, like, the way this another person thinks about something, I always value that. Like, no matter who it is. I'm, okay, like, it does matter who it is a lot, actually. Let me take that back. But, like, <laughs> depending on the person, like, when they tell you, like, their thoughts and shit, and you're just like, that's fire. And, like, sometimes the people that tell you that shit will surprise you, but, like, Usually, like, it'll be someone that you, like, you have, like, you, you look up to, you value yeah. that opinion of, and they'll tell you some shit, and you'll be like, bet. And, like, that happens so often. Like, I'll be, I'll be all the way finished with the song in my brain. I'll be like, oh, it's finished. My brother, who I look up to so much, will come in and be like, oh, how about this? I'll be like, oh, that's so much more fire. And I'll just pop that in. Or, like, Sam will be like, oh, but what if you, like, whistle on the end of this track? I'll be like, oh, that's fire. And then that'll be part of the song. Mm-hmm. Like, it's always, it's, like, the whole beauty of working with someone is that it becomes a fucking collaborative project. And the thing about collaborative projects is, like, they are multiple brains making one beauty. Like, they're one, bra- they're multiple brains making one uh, product. And for, like, the Grey Nuns video, even, like, we relied on the help of a lot of our friends. You know, we had our friends, like... Kate and Michaela that were just supplying extra cameras or like lighting, you know, that really like end of the day, I didn't have any of that stuff. Yeah. So that was, that alone is, is so valuable to us because like it just improves those, our music video by the slightest. And those little things do make a big difference. Yeah. So is pretend your most recent no. one? No, no, it's not. You have We just other... released one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Our newest one is Wasted. Wasted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For, yeah so I remember Wasted it is a banger. I remember when Chris uh, recorded that and released that, and I bumped it so much. And then over the summer, I texted him. I was like, bro, I don't care how long it's been released for. I want to make a video for Wasted. I was like, this is my favorite song you've ever done. I was like, I really want to make a video for this one. So uh, as soon as we moved back to our apartment uh, and we moved in, we were like, okay, let's start planning. Let's start. Once we had the living room set up, like we literally got the living room. We finally ended up setting up the living room because we had a shoot scheduled for later that day. Like that's what made like, we were, we were like a week into living at our new place. And like, we got all the shit set up because we were like, oh, we got to fucking do it. And like, and and so we got the, we got the shoot set up and like behind the lens, chaos. Yeah. Shit was everywhere. Like, yeah. it was messy as fuck. But, like, no one will see that. Like, yeah. oh, like, oh, come on, bro. Like, it's yeah. chill. Like, yeah, it's chill, know. yeah. So, like, um, so, yeah, yeah. we, we, we shot that. Um, it took us, took us about a month to shoot. Uh, you know, we, we had this very, like, vivid vision that we wanted. And yeah, but we were also lazy. Like, we, we, we were kind of lazy, yeah. It took a it's hard, to, time, it's yeah. hard to balance, like, doing, like, school. It's because we're just, yeah, we're still fucking in school and shit. Yeah, like, like, it is tough. Yeah, I, it's I, tough. I'm trying to, like, so I recently got a job, and, like, I, I low-key, like, I'm very genuinely considering dropping out of school because, like, yeah, I understand a major is a major, but, like, I know I'm, uh, I got talent at this thing. So, like, I know music is the path. And if you're going to put 110% into anything, it might might as well be the thing that you're, like, passionate about. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, like, I've always based my life off of that saying, like, you know, like, you, you never work a day in your life if you love what you do. So, like, yep. like that's what I'm trying to, stri- like, strive to, like. And, sure. and the reality of it is that it's so possible. Yeah. Like, you so find possible. out so quickly whether or not it's meant for you. Like, I, I, I. 
Like I all right, so like I I found this beat by High Classified. Shout out High Classified by the way. Shout out my dude Kevin because like he holds it down for Laval and he holds it down for Montreal and like he's a big 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 name producer in Montreal and like I I'm no one right like I'm no one. I'm just a kid that makes beats and like kids listen to or I'm a kid that makes songs and people listen to it like now and then if they know him. And and like I found this track that he made and it was just like pure instrumental and like. It was full, like the EQ was full. If you know, if you make music, if you produce, you know what I mean. But like the EQ was hella full. Like it was all, re- it was a techno track, really. And I was like, nah. And I wrote on it. Like I just wrote some shit. Like I, I was singing, rap, like whatever the fuck. I try to do my own genre, and like I recorded my own thing, like on this mic that we're recording on right now, like in my bedroom. And I, I sent him it, and it was hella rough, really rough. And I was like. Yo, this isn't finished, which I know is something you should never tell anybody because if you don't finish it and you send it to somebody, like, what the fuck, you think about yourself. But anybody, anyway, I mean, anyway. I sent him it, and he replied, quick. Or I hit him up on DM, I was like, yo, you got an email I can send you this to? And he replied, he was like, yeah, bet, this email. And I emailed him it. And then he replied, like, within, like, 10 minutes or some shit, and he was like, yo, like, this shit's, like, this shit smacks. Like, I wasn't expecting the singing and shit, like, like, this shit's dope. And I replied, and I was like, all right, bet, like, can I post it? Just, like, ask my, on my SoundCloud, like, I won't obviously be getting any profit from it, just, like, a passion project. He's like, bro, you got my permission and approval, like, I want you to post this. And I was like, oh, shit, bet. Like, this dude that knows his shit, this dude that is an f- actual, factual professional, like, he actually has made a track, a Grammy uh, nominated track with The Weeknd and Future. Like, he is, like, this dude is credited on Hendrix by Future, the album. And, like, he's hitting me up, like, yeah, bro, like, you're nice with it. Like, this shit has given me the most fucking motivation. It's like, I just know that. it's, like, through that, so much shit has yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't even want to go too, too in-depth with it, because, like, none of it's set in stone, so I don't want to say anything before it happens in case it don't happen, blah, blah, blah. But, like, like, the people I'm meeting right now, the people that, like, are looking at, are, like, seeing me at clubs, and are like, yo, homie, like, they're, they're about it. And, like, so, like, I'm not... I'm not there yet, but it's just, it's such a great feeling to, like, uh, like, low-key, like, my homies right now, like, they're obviously, like, the homies I have before, but also, like, some of these dudes I'm meeting, like, some of these dudes that are, like, viewing me as their, like, dog are just fucking making it. Just because they, like, they see that he has a similar vision as him, so, like, you know, it's, like, very easy to, like, fuck with someone if, like, you see eye-to-eye with them on, like, every aspect of your life, you know? And especially that... If you know that they're willing to put in the work, yeah. that's another big thing. Yeah. Uh, I've got another question. Just with you're talking about all these different people, who's inspired you guys for the different things that you do, and how have they influenced your work? You go first. Um. Yeah. Well, Chris touched on it a little bit before, but when I really started wanting to do music videos, um, I really got into Cole Bennett like early on. Um, and that's, like, obviously, you know, a very, like, stereotypical answer, you know, like, oh, who do you like making music videos, like, Cole Bennett, but, um, you know, I would legit sit there for, like, hours just watching my Yeah, we were early on him, we were early on him. Music videos, yeah, I would, I would be subscribed to him back when he had, like, probably, like, less than 100,000 subscribers No, we were, we were there at 40k. Yeah. I've got a question for you, Sam. I saw you post on your Snapchat or Instagram something of Jonah Hill the other... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he... 90s. Yeah, yeah, mid-90s. Yeah, I love... So, like like I said before, end goal, directing. Like, that's, like... Chris has his passion with music, and, like, I have my passion with, like, film, but, like, I'm going to succeed at it through my own way. Like, I want to... I I watched this film in one of my classes recently, and we, we watched an interview with the director, and she said, like, you know, she almost doesn't... 
she doesn't want to tell film directors to immediately go into film school, you know? They, uh, they, 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 she, she says that you should, you know, go and experience life, you know, because, like, what's the point of, like, how, like, trying to tell a story if you don't have a story to tell? So, you know, like, I'm, I'm getting into this music video stuff, and, you know, maybe, like, it doesn't directly apply to me making full-length feature films, but, like, in the future, you know, this will serve me justice, you know? And Jonah Hill is definitely, like, an inspiration of mine, for sure. Same with, like, Seth Rogen. It's definitely, like, the, the, the style of, uh, of uh, films I want to make, you know? Like, a, a, a super bad iconic movie uh you know i found it some of the most fire comedies yeah i found it really crazy though when you posted the photo of jonah hill about mid 90s because i looked at it as i was listening to a podcast with jonah hill on it oh really and he was talking about mid 90s and some other stuff it's with bill simmons it's bill simmons uh, whoa with jonah hill Shit, I didn't know that. I would strongly suggest you listening to it. Yeah, I was going to send sure. you a text saying you should yeah, listen to it. Yeah, send it my way for sure. But I was just going to tell you on the yeah, podcast. It's, it's, it's cool. Yeah, that's the thing. We all boys. Yeah. We straight all boys. <laughs> and honestly, not even just for Sam, everyone should listen to it. It's a great podcast that yeah, talks facts, about facts. movies, but the, like, the way the people treat each other, and just... It's a great, honestly, for anyone. But for you specifically, you would love it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, like, yeah, Jonah Hill, like, definitely an inspiration of mine. He he says in his uh, complex sneaker shopping interview, you know, he's like, he's like, all these people are trying to start skate brands, and, you know, they want to make make movies or make music or, 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 or all this other shit, you know? And then all these people tell him, like, fuck you, you're not good enough. He says, like, fuck that shit, you know? Like... All the people that are saying that are just sitting around in the room being lazy, and they're criticizing you. It, it really comes from like a place of jealousy. Jonah Hill gets so much hate too. Yeah, and he used to get hate for the most trivial things, like being fat. Yeah, mm. exactly. When he's rich and famous, his, and the people that and are hilarious. making fun of him being fat are no one. Yeah, and I was that chubby like, Jewish like, kid in like elementary school. And so that resonates. With so you, it resonates yeah. with me. Yeah, same with Seth Rogen. You know, the way his career has changed is really <laughs> cool to see. Set. I have not seen mid '90s yet, but I really want to. Yeah, too. Yeah, same. It same. seems. I haven't seen it either, and it kills me. I know, me <laughs> too. I'm just waiting list. for for a day to go, because it is his first directing job. He plays great roles, whether it's comedian, like uh, comedic roles or serious roles. Like, yeah. For example, Moneyball. Moneyball. He's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. That's like kind War of dogs. a comedian. War dogs. Yeah. yeah. He he's really evolved his career, and yeah. I and, with and the stuff you're doing, I can yeah. see he's him being a great shit. like. He is person talented to as shit. Yeah. yeah, he is so fucking talented, and the the fact that people shit on him, it, like anybody that trashes Jonah Hill, like bro, you clearly are just jelly as fuck. You peanut butter and jelly sandwich all <laughs> over his face. Like you actually have no idea. What it is that you want to do in your life if you're upset about Jonah Hill? Because yeah. if you did, you'd be doing that. You wouldn't be shitting on somebody that's killing it. Like, yeah, whatever. He's overweight. Yeah, whatever. He's Jewish. I'm Jewish. Jewish. Fuck you. <laughs> like, 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 like. You could be dope no matter who you are. Like, you just gotta put the work in. So if you shit on someone like Jonah Hill, like that's the thing about haters. Like, like, like Jonah Hill's a perfect person to look at that for. That like anybody that's hating on you is jealous. First of all, yeah. fact. Second of all, they don't have anything of their own to be worked like like uh, tied up with. Like if you're busy, if you're if you got hoes, 
<laughs> and you're busy. You don't have time to get back to those hoes. Or if you have people hitting you up, like managers, agents, whatever, like, and you're doing your own thing, and you're constantly busy, you have your fucking schedule laid out, and you're doing shit all the time, you're not chilling on the couch, you're too busy to answer them. But if you're doing nothing, bro, you're going to feel like no one's hitting you up. Because every time anyone hits you up, you have two hours to reply to them. Yeah. You've got to fill your own life with shit, and then you're not going to be so jelly about other people's shit. And that's just light about Jonah Hill, but that's for real heavy about everybody in general. Like, people just be so upset about shit that is out of their control when they don't realize that 100% of their life is in their control. Mm. Don't get me wrong. Like, where you're born is not in your control. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm hella privileged in dumb, mad ways. Like, hella ways of hella privileged. But, like, there's still so much stuff that I've only gotten because I've worked really fucking hard for it. And, like, that's how life is for everybody. And I know my life's mad easier for some other people. Like, I know that as a fact. But, like, I have everything I've ever gotten in my life I've worked for. Fact. Like, there's a lot of stuff that, like, everybody has gotten. Like, like uh, if you live in America and you live in a certain economic, like, or Canada or any first world country and you live in a certain, like, economic range point, like, you're going to have a certain amount of education, a certain amount of, pro like, you're never going to worry about dinner. You know what I mean? You're never going to have that fear. Like, stuff like that, like, people don't understand what it is to not know that. And so people will assume about you based off how you, how My, you come yeah. across. Like, and Chris they, have, and I, they really have no idea. Yeah. Chris and I, like, see eye to eye a lot on, like, a lot of, like, just, like, common relevant issues. Not only just, like, music or, like, or like film and stuff like that, but also just, like, we see eye to eye, like, sick days, like, where, uh, six days, sorry. Uh, it, it comes from, like, a part of the imp inspiration is the fact that, like, I suffer from, like, a genetic blood disorder. My man doesn't have a spleen. Yeah, like, I got, in 2016, I got my spleen removed because, like, I had a genetic blood disorder. So part of the, the sick in that, and, like, the reason that it's, like, a kind of double entendre, the six days is a more, like, joking meaning. It's, like, a six days week or whatever, six days, six days in a week. But the sickness is more, like, a personal, relevant issue to me. You know, like I, it, it sounds cheesy, but I've, I say it to everyone. I, I think, faced, yeah, but I, I faced, think that's super cool. Yeah, like, but I've faced like four almost near death experiences or whatever in my life where like, and it's, and it sounds cheesy to say, but like at like 16 or whatever, I had life regrets and you know, it, it's hard to like live your life knowing at a point in your life that you had regrets. So you you never want to go back to that point in your life. You never want to go back to, you don't ever want to get, feel like you're dying at a point where you have regrets, you know? So I'm living... High key, m many, many people don't know how that feels. I don't know how that feels. I've never had death look at me in the eye, you know? Sam has. And so there is definitely an aspect of like, just, yeah, like there, there are, like, don't get me wrong. There are so many people that have had experiences through their life where at like, I don't know, like six or four or eight or whatever fucked up age I had to deal like look at eyes of like death in the eyes, like... Like, my boy has been through that. And so, like, he understands what it is to literally be like, oh, if I had one more week, oh, if I had one more month, oh, if I had one more year, I'd do blank. Yeah. And, like, when your life is in that kind of, like, frame, you suddenly realize every hour matters and you work a lot harder at everything and you, you, you just do a lot more. And that's what we are doing. Like, that's just, that's, like, we look around and there aren't other people doing what we're doing and that's how we know that we're doing it right. I think that's super cool with the origin of the name. I didn't know that before. Most There's people another don't. Side to it too. Yeah. Cause, but that's yeah. super cool. And I, I had no clue of, like, I didn't know how you came up with that name. I thought it was just something you thought was cool. Yeah. And 
Yeah, that's no, super there's, interesting. There's, there's hella motive behind it. There's all, everything we do has intention behind yeah. it. You know, like we don't we I I can't I, fuck with something yeah. if it's plastic. We're both we're yeah. <laughs> We're both Jewish, you know, like it's, it, it might sound cheesy, but we're, you know, we both have that kind of spiritual connection to us. Maybe not directly, uh, like religious, but Let's like put a it this spiritual. Way. Let's put it this yeah. way. Both of our ancestors got fucked up by the Nazis. And when that happens to you, like when, when, when a fucking authority just decides, and I fucking know so many minorities feel this, and I'm not saying I'm a minority, don't get me wrong, but like when some authority just decides to be like, yo, I'm going to take this. I'm going to do this to you, and you're going to have to live like this. It fully changes the way that you function as a community and as a, as a human. Because I know for a fact, I'd be loaded as a motherfucker if Hitler didn't rob my fucking great-grandma. Like, like my great-grandpa, like, he was the fucking leader of some bank or some shit. Like, I'd be hella loaded, but I'm not. I'm hella poor. I'm on government loans. I got fucking, I got, I got, I got, what's the word for it? I got the grants. I got, like, I literally, like... Like, shit is tight, always, always, always tight. But in my history, I know it was bougie, so I know I can get yeah. back there. And it's, and it's crazy, too, like, you know, like, people say, like, it doesn't happen, like, modern day. But, like, Chris and I both have experience, like, kids throwing pennies at our heads oh, and yeah. shit like that. Oh, yeah, Like, yeah. it's, it's fuck. People look down at me, people have looked down at me since I was, like, little. So I know that, like, even if I want to, like, continue doing no, this, I got, like, I got, pursuing this dream, I like... I got shoved down stairwells, yeah. yeah. like, we, we, we've been, like, looked down on our entire life. So, like, we're at a point now where people are looking up to us. Yeah. So it's, like, starting to transition. That's when you come to a point in your life where you realize where it's, like, things are meant to be. Because the whole thing about adulthood is that, like, the people that have always been pushed down, the people have always had nothing... Everybody else starts to realize, like, how the fuck have you dealt with that? And so, like, yeah, there are people I look at where I'm like, yo, like, you're so much stronger than me. Like, so many of these, like, minority women, like, I have no idea how they, like, there are just so many men that are fucking assholes that, like, just fucking make life hard for women. Like, I don't know how they fucking deal with that without lashing out or without just, like, having to put that in a certain container or whatever the fuck. Like, I, I, I don't understand that. And so I know for a fact that people that see my life, they're like, Damn, like, I know for a fact the vast majority of my middle school, my high school didn't have penny stone at them. You know what I mean? They weren't called fucking kike boy. They weren't called Jew boy. Like they weren't, they weren't slapped over the top of the head. Yeah, it was like they Jew, weren't lined Jew up in the stairwells and pushed down and fucking kicked and shit. Like it just didn't happen to them. Yeah. And so like there are certain things about my childhood that I know like everyone's beat up or whatever, but like. Like, so, it, it affects who you are, and it affects your outcome. And, like, in my art, a, in my music, I fully, I fully am, like, trying to, like, my art, I'm trying to, like, put a, put across the point that, like, don't put people down, bro, because you don't understand what they've been through or what they're about to go through or what you're about to put them through. So, I'm just going to move it on. Yeah. Because we don't have as much time. No, let's switch up, let's switch but, up. Uh, since you're kind of talking about it a little bit right now, what motivates you most? Uh, I think for myself, it's, you know, a lot of the sickness definitely like plays a part into it. Um, motivate, what motivates me is that I don't want to like live my life. Like I didn't do what I want to do. You know, I don't want to have regrets. I don't want to, I, I want to live out my dream. Chris and I talk about this a lot and it's a little bit childish, but you know, like it, we still have the same dream since we were like little kids. I, I grew up in a family of dancers um, you know, my grandma owns a ballet studio. My aunt works with the San Francisco Ballet of Dance. My uncle's a trained ballerina. Everybody in my family dances. And I, like, 
age 10 or whatever, I found drama and I got really inspired by that. And I always felt like this creative kind of like uh, connection to art. And, you know, I just decided that, you know, it, it would be my life goal to make art for the rest of my life. So I want to I want to cover all mediums. I want to do music, which I'm doing right now. I want to do film, which is probably the next step. I want to do clothes. Uh, I want to like, you know, I, I just want to like be able to, I want to be able to wake up every day and do something new with my life. And that's what motivates me the most is keeping that dream alive. Yeah, honestly, like, like similar for me, like, like more or less, like my whole motivation thing is that like, I got, I got one of these, like, I, I like one life, like I, I have one, one, one take, one you know, like, 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 <laughs> only get one so, shot. Yeah, do not yeah, like, it is, it, it really is, it really is, it really is fucking wait for the moment, because like, you, you, you get one, dude, you get one life, and so like, I understand that like, fame, whatever, like, fortune, and, and, like, all that shit, like, that's not how everyone is, like, that's not who everyone is, like, some people don't want that shit, some people want something else, but, like, I've always known since I've been, like, five, like, I want attention, one, first of all, <laughs> I, I'm a performer, like, that's just who I am, I'm a performer, I'm ready to perform to other people, and I'm nice at it, that's the thing, I'm good at it, and I know that, and so, like, when other people see me perform, like, yo, you, you know how to perform, like, you know what the fuck you're doing, and I'm like, yep. Yep. Like, my parents told me that when I was four. Like, that's always been something, uh, that's always been part of me, is I'm a performer. And then the other part of it is just, that, like, I have one of these. I have one life. And so, like, I want to do what I want to do, and I want to fucking make music. Like, music gives me the joy that nothing else does. A fun anecdote. Performing gives me the joy that nothing else does. And so, like, if I'm going to, like, combine the two of them, if I, if I have the ability to combine the two of them, I'm going to do it. And I feel I do. And other people have been telling me I do. For me, what motivates me is proving to myself that I can be successful at this. Yeah. Like, I really want to prove to myself that I can do this. Yeah. Because as I do more and more of these episodes, I'm starting to think, what if this could be my full-time job? Your job. I'm enjoying this. Like, I really agree with what you said is, like, if you're doing something that you love, it's not work. This... I do this for free. And yeah, if I get paid course. for this, this would be amazing. Yeah, same with us. We're making no money right now. And I've made a little. For, <laughs> for me, it's like, I'm thinking, why not me? Like, yeah. I have a dream. Yes, yeah. Why not That's me? Exactly That's it. My mom it. always says. My, my mom always tells me. Because my dad tried to be a musician, right? Like, my dad, he was at Berkeley College of Music. He was a professional musician for a long time. I played with Miles Davis' bassist. Like, a jazz musician. He played saxophone, harmonica, flute. Like, He's nice. He's nice with it. But he didn't make it. He had to end up being a construction worker. So my mom always tells me, oh, it's such a small chance. Only 0. point whatever, point one point point one percent makes it, blah, blah. And what I'm saying is that that 0. point whatever is the fuck Still a chance. Is, is me. Yeah. I'm saying I am that one. Because I have to be. Because I won't fuck with my life if I'm not. And that's honestly, that's the last thing I can say. And yeah, fun anecdote on that. It's like... You know, like, I'm, like, the one in 2,000 person that can get a blood disorder. Why can't I be the one in whatever to, like, blow up? For know? sure. Yeah. For sure. So, last thing, what's next for you guys? What's coming out soon? Um, Chris has some tracks right now. Uh, other than that, you know, we're going to be... We got some music videos, videos in, the, in the works. We got some, we got some shit. It's all about concepts. We got some side projects for six days coming out that won't involve directly affiliation with Chris. Six tapes? Yeah. Um, some, maybe some, some... 
We got some shit coming yeah. out. We, we got, got some, some shit. Yeah, nice. we got some stuff brewing. Yeah. But yeah, no, there's hella tracks coming out. Just watch for a, a collaboration with Carlin coming soon. Hot Montreal, Toronto artist. And uh, there's gonna be there's gonna be just some, some fire shit coming out soon. So you can follow these guys on Instagram. Yeah. At Chris underscore period. That's where it's at. Um, yeah, you can follow Six Days at Six Days, all one word on Instagram, or me at Wu Tang Sam, which uh, underscore in between Wu Tang and Sam. Okay, so, that's been an episode of Coos's Corner. 